2: Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2021 NFL Best Bets for Week 2. I want to remind everyone to smash the like button to the episode, subscribe to Mayo Media Network, and down in that comment section, give me your best bet for Week 2. The Listener's League link on DraftKings is full this week. Thank you all for participating. If you missed out... Sucks to be you. Get in earlier next time, pals. All right? Get there earlier in the week because the link gets dropped on Mondays in the show if you're ever looking for it. But I do have... Some good news for you. If you still want to get in the game and get in on a competition, the Prize Picks pool is still going on right now. You have to catch up with a few people that are five and zero. And listen, if you were going to win, you were probably going to catch up to them anyway. SurprisePicks.com so code M M N. Put in an NFL entry for Sunday only. Five picks over under. Deposit with code M M N and make sure that entry is for seven dollars and eleven cents. Not only will you win ten times your money if you win, you'll get a bonus of fifty dollars. So there's just free money to go around by getting into the Prize Picks competition competition dot picks.com code MMAN full details down in the description rob pozzola beat me in the gold silver and bronze picks last week you were two and one sir that was very very good congratulations to you the jets and their spread from later in the week really fucked you over
1: yeah i mean that's just the nature of uh of you know the nfl and, and i guess it's like Preaches the importance of always getting the best number just in general as well, because uh, there was a couple games last week, whether it was the Jets or uh, the 49ers Lions as well, where depending on when you bet it in the week, you would have won or lost. Um, I mean, that's the NFL, but always try to get the best number. I'll take two and one any week. If I could go two and one every week for the entire year. I would happily take that because I could probably retire if I did that.
2: <laughs> so overall, between the three of us, we were 3-0 and with our gold picks. That's good news. And then I shit the bed on the next two. We were 1-2 with silver picks, 2-1 with bronze picks because Cam Stewart, perfect week, sir.
3: Not going to hear that very much. I can tell you, Pat, take it now because things, Pizzola knows he's worked me before. Very streaky. Sometimes I make it and then the ship goes bad. It's like in baseball, Pat. Hey, I went eight no tonight. Next day, one and seven, like very, very streaky from day to day, but let's keep the train rolling. Uh, This is a really tough week though. And uh, we talk about this week two in all sports college overreaction week, right? oh this team oh the Colts are horrible hey Minnesota sucks like you know so we'll see some of these lines this week and we got to find the overreactions and hopefully make some more bread
2: so Pizzola I do want to hit on that to begin with with you with overreactions into week two because some of these teams that look shitty are shitty we just don't know which ones they are because coming into the year whether it be the Titans whether it be the Colts whether it be the Vikings Titans Titans Colts and Vikings the Falcons even at that I didn't like the Falcons coming into the season and I like the Eagles so that one made a lot of sense to me but all four of those teams should be better than they look but I guarantee you one of them is going to be like a top five pick
1: team yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's all about you have your preseason expectations coming in. And then what week one might have done is solidified wh- whatever your expectation was for a team. Or it might have made you scratch your head and say, hmm, do I have this team wrong? Is this going to change going forwards? And certainly there are going to be some overreactions in these week two numbers. We've seen some massive adjustments in some of these games from what it was prior to the week. But there's also, like you said, Pat, going to be some of these teams where they actually played to their expectations for the rest of the year back in week one and we have to decipher that but ultimately I think back to a couple of years ago Cam you'll remember in 2019 the Seahawks opened the season at home to the Bengals and the Bengals went in there and they lost 21 to 20 but they played an amazing game they, they should have, they should have beat Seattle and in week two the Bengals ended up closing as a, a pick'em Against to the 49 to the Niners
2: yes I remember that <laughs>
1: And, and like by season's end, that, that line would have been 14. So it, it's like some of these are, are definitely overreactions in week one. We always have to keep that in the back of our mind. We don't know if a team played to the top end of their range or the bottom end of their range. And uh, I mean, this is what makes the NFL so difficult early on in the year is there's a lot of uncertainty. And it's on us betters to try to figure out, um, you know, what the likelihood of, of that, uh, that those week one performances happening in week two and onwards.
2: Well, Cam, I don't want to give away any of the picks, and maybe between you and Pozzola, you guys have some of them, but there's some Mm -hmm. decent plus money on some of these teams right now that look really crappy in week one. Is there one of those teams that you just don't think is any good? Because I don't think that the Colts are any good. I think Carson Wentz sucks.
3: Yeah, no, that's that's a game. I was actually looking at this line, and – It almost made it, but Pat, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, You're right. There was many opportunities last week where Carson Wentz was in great field position against Seattle. The guy sucks. He is regressing as a quarterback. Let's just call it out for what it is. And just because Frank Reich is the quarterback whisperer and it works with some guys, I think Carson Wentz is going to be out of the NFL pretty soon. I know that's a bold statement, but he is just not good. They have a running game in Taylor, too. I didn't like the game plan the first week. And let's remember one thing, too, guys. I almost took the Colts this week because of the Rams. And I'm not sure, Pat, if you and Rob will agree. Everyone, oh, Matt Stafford, he's second in the MVP now. Wow, you had a couple big plays against the Bears. Big deal. Andy Dalton and the Bears were marching it up and down the field on these guys. Did people not watch the game? Oh, this this Rams defense. Hey, Ramsey, shut up and do your job and start blaming other people for your problems all the time. I got to be honest with you. They're a very unlikable team. Uh, They got too many guys on their team that are chirping in that defense. Sure, it'll get around. They'll, They'll be better. But man, a lot a lot of praise for. Wow, you barely you beat the Bears. If the Bears were better inside the red zone, they could have covered that game easily. So Pat, yeah, I do agree with one thing. I think the Indianapolis Colts are a team that's uh, going to have major regression. Look at how that how that division started. Tennessee, we had them uh, Pozzola, right? We had Arizona against Tennessee. They pummeled these guys at home and Indianapolis looked like a train wreck in their game
2: it it, Pizzola, it does strike me that the titans are in a really good rebound spot but i found some really concerning things when i went back and watched the game then when looked at the numbers for it too like they legit can't block so that's a problem for them and they went from like a 33 percent play action rate to a 10 percent play action rate and that was always really the big fear when arthur smith left like would the creativity and efficiency of this offense just go away and for one week it did do you think they can get that back
1: I mean, it's tough. So Todd Downing definitely had a horrible game as offensive coordinator and, and you hit the nail on the head, Pat. That was the concern coming into the year. Arthur Smith leaving to go to Atlanta. They ran heavy play action last season. Like people, you would think of the Titans and they're like, oh, Derek Henry, this and that. They actually didn't run the ball all that much until in late game situations when they were leading and things of that nature. So uh, I don't know, is the answer, and and we have to decipher this, but the reality is you're looking at Draftkings now and and the Titans are six and a half point underdog to the Seahawks. If you gave me six and a half with the Titans in, you know, at the end of last year, I'm gonna absolutely scoop that up without hesitation. And I know that Chandler Jones kind of killed them last week, but the Seahawks don't have a Chandler Jones. They have Carlos Dunlap. He's okay but he's not like an elite rusher by any stretch of the imagination. The Seahawks don't have that front seven that the Cardinals bring. So it does seem like a good rebound spot, but Todd Downing might just be a brutal offensive coordinator. And we don't know that. And maybe they're going to not run play action some more and Tannehill's going to stink and they'll pound Derrick Henry up the middle and they'll lose a bunch of games. That's always a a possibility with Tennessee as well. So uh, it's difficult, but this certainly looks like a a big line this week where the the Titans are live.
2: Well, Cam, I'll throw this to you because you're the, the, the Seahawks resident fan here. So you, mm-hmm. I'm guaranteeing you had a very close eye. Actually, Pat, the-
3: that's, a, that's kind of a statement where I love you, buddy. I'd I, I become... When I was a kid, I was a fan. I'm going to be real with people. I used to live and die. Like when I saw... Lyle Alzado and Howie Long killed Dave Craig and Jim Zorn as a child I cried like legitimate tears I remember once I had such a bad stomach ache I had to go to the hospital it was some, probably something I ate but it was during a Seahawks Raiders playoff game and I'll tell you like I was super fan when I was a kid now I'll bet against these guys this week I still am a fan I want them to go but unfortunately uh gambler and gambling has corrupted uh, I still want them to win but Unfortunately, money kind of w- runs my world now. I'm not a kid anymore. I'm a dirtbag.
2: <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Uh,
3: Dirtbag's a strong word. I'm a I'm a well, better. Let's okay. call it that.
2: Way. <laughs> okay. So, I, I mean, I you, you, you already talked about the Colts. Yeah. They couldn't yes. block last week. And that's supposed yes. to be a big part of, you know, their team identity. Strong on both lines, run the ball, protect the quarterback, don't make any stupid mistakes like that. And Carson Wentz got hit 10 times in 41 pass attempts, and that was against the Seattle front seven, which, as Rob just pointed out, is not great.
3: Now, here's the thing, guys, and we talked about this last week. Things have changed with teams, and they take on different M.O.s. Seattle is good now, as we saw last week, going on the road east in these early games, and they pummeled Indianapolis. Now, to Rob's point, we're almost getting a converted touchdown against Tennessee, who's a very good team, who had a horrible week one. So, I got to say this, guys. Seattle as a favorite at home, that's when you look to fade them. Whereas I see now on the East Coast, these guys are playing a lot better. Pat, sure, that defense was good. The defense was good. It's still not great. The secondary is not very good at all. And Tannehill and the Titans were down in that game early. They couldn't implement their game plan uh, against Arizona. So, that loss work looks a lot worse. That's what I'm going to say here. Be careful. The Seahawks are a good team, they're explosive on offense. We also need to know what happened with Russell Wilson's mentor who passed away this week. He seemed very, very, it's probably, it could motivate him. I don't know if he's going to be sad, but I'll tell you one thing. A lot of people in the football world are kind of, you know, <clears throat> a little bit rattled. Alabama, Tupazol, I, for, I forget the gentleman's name, but we talked about it yesterday on the show. A big sports psychologist guy. I'm just saying this. Seattle's favored by a touchdown at home now. I prefer them in a small favorite dog role, not in this type of situation. I, yeah.
1: and, and, yeah. Go ahead, sorry, Rob. Pat. Like y- your point about the Colts is a- is a great one because mm-hmm. they went from having the offensive line as a strength for years. I mean, top five offensive line to yeah, all of a call. sudden all this pressure in Week One, and I think a lot of that is just Carson Wentz. Like Carson Wentz holds the ball too he, long.
3: Exactly, Robbie. Like other quarterbacks, Andy Dalton's like zip, zip, zip. Carson Wentz is like three point whatever, dude. You got to be two, just over two seconds. Like what are you doing? Even Frank Reich said that. Sorry to interrupt, but this is no. a problem. You can't be an NFL quarterback with that type of release you're going to get, the guy checks off like five times sack sack hit bad throw in the dirt because the guy hey Wentz you got to make a decision man or else you're not going to be in the league much longer
1: and i echo a lot of what what Pat's saying about the Colts in general i don't like the Colts this year just because of Carson Wentz and i think Wentz is what he is now i mean it's not really changing and the guy can't make a quick read and get the ball out right away he holds it way too long there's always pressure in the backfield. And mm-hmm. uh, you look at what's happening to them on defense now. The injuries are starting to mount. Darius Leonard didn't practice yesterday. They already down Xavier Rhodes as well. Like, this is a, a situation that can spiral out of control quickly. And you look at that division, like, I, I'm not even exaggerating. I, I think, like, 6-11 and 11 could win the AFC South this year. <laughs> like, it's, it's very possible because all those teams are, are horrendous uh, if Tennessee doesn't turn it around. So, um, yeah, I mean... I I, I like your point there, Pat, about the the struggles on the O-line last week, but I don't think it's entirely the O-line. I think a lot of it is Wentz at quarterback. Well, let's jump into the gold, silver, and bronze picks.
2: All the lines from dksportsbook.com play on DraftKings Sportsbook, okay? Or shop around at betstamp.app, where you can find uh, Rob most of the time anyway, and Marenzi apparently
1: now, right? Morenzi's in the media picks. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know what? He's, he's killing it in the, the meat since we've been tracking him. He's a 29.4% ROI. He's absolutely on fire so far there. So, uh, Yeah, good for him. I mean, uh, I'm not rooting against Gabe. I want him to put up some big numbers and hopefully he does some app promotion as well while he's doing that.
2: (laughs) So my gold pick of the week, I went over this on the spread show with Cust and Feinberg. I just think the number is too low and I'm looking at it at DraftKings Sportsbook right now and it's minus three. I'm going to take the Bills in Miami, minus three. I don't think that these teams are, like, coming into the season, I thought that the Dolphins would be scrappy. The type of game that they played against the Patriots last week are the type of games that they need to win this season. It would bend, but don't break red zone defense. I mean, they had a horrible roughing the passer call go against them, which led to an Indianapolis touch or a New England touchdown. But, hey, you have to overcome that stuff. Tua looked meh in that game, and the Bills looked out of sorts. And the biggest thing to me was – I I think I properly rated the Steelers' defense coming into the year as a top three defense, and it's just hard to move the ball on them, to be perfectly honest, and they can throw you out of sorts, and pittsburgh's crappy offense kind of lulls everyone into this like sense of complacency where it's like oh we don't need to take our big shots let's not try to turn the ball over because i don't think that pittsburgh can move the ball against us and they were right and they end up giving up a block punt touchdown in this situation it got up to minus three and a half earlier in the week it opened at three went to three and a half went back down to three still three and a half in some places now depending on what that vig is going to be uh maybe I i think they win by you know seven or more in this spot where they didn't pass over expectation like they did last year. We saw Dallas do it. We saw Tampa Bay do it, Kansas City, as always. But the Bills are usually one of the top five teams in just passing the ball, moving the ball down the field. And they just got away from that game plan last week. I know Gabe Davis is banged up. That's not really going to be a deal breaker for me in this situation because Fuller might not go on the Miami side. I just think that this is a boat race type of game and that Miami's going to have to score 30 in order to win. I don't know if they can score 30 on the Bills defense, Cam.
3: I love it, Patrick. So uh, you want my pick for bronze? Uh, I, I, I agree with you. I'm actually going to uh, ride one of your picks, but should I go now? Or are we good? Yeah. is. I- oh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, I, think, right. I, th-
1: I think Pat's looking for your reaction, Cam. T- to- to to oh, his build pick.
3: I told you guys, it's been a long week. I'm sweating. I'm not even drinking or doing anything either. There's no Baileys in my coffee. I'm just a beat down Beatdown guy Pat, I love your Buffalo Bills pick. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. It was just a bad spot for them block, punt, touchdown. That's not going to happen again. And guys, let's call it for what it is. The Bills were reading their press clippings. Ooh, the Bills. The Bills were going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, one good, one team's going to take Kansas City. Like these guys believe their own hype. It's a great bounce back spot. And let's remember one thing people don't know. That stadium would be half Bills fans. All the snowbirds from Western New York, Canadians who live in Ontario there, who are down in Florida, they'll go cheer the Bills against Miami. It's not going to be a true home field advantage there. This is the game they travel to, Pat. I love where you're going. If you can get a three, I think the Buffalo Bills win this game by exactly between 8 and 12 points.
2: Uh, but Rob, it's so hot in Miami this time of year. How could the Bills ever <laughs> play
1: there? You know what? There, there was something that was um, actually tested years ago about teams that were, wore dark jerseys in the Florida heat. So this happened with Jacksonville and and Miami games where these teams would go in and wear these dark colored jerseys, and they would actually they were horrible against the spread in these situations. And I don't know if it was just because of the jerseys or whatever, but honestly, I'm putting absolutely zero stock into the temperature in Miami this week. This was actually going to be my gold pick as well, <laughs> Pat. I, I like the like. DraftKings offering minus three, minus minus one twenty. I think that's kind of a steal on the bills. And I know that actually there actually hasn't been a big adjustment made from last week, but you look at how Buffalo matches up with Miami. I think you hit the nail on the head with the, you know, the Pittsburgh defensive line. They absolutely smoked the Buffalo offensive line last week. They were in the backfield, all sorts, Uh, but this is a very different Miami team. They're lacking that pass rush. They do not have that great pass rush that the Steelers have. And you look back to last year, They were absolutely torched by Josh Allen twice. And this was a very good defense last year as well. In week two, they got smoked in Miami. Now they, the bills only won by a field goal there, but they were dominating that game. And then week 17 where Miami needed to win to get into the playoffs. They gave up 56 points to the bills in that game as well. And that
2: that was with Matt Barkley most of the time.
1: (laughs) Right. That was backups in there as well. So I, I, I like, and I don't want to just boil the NFL down to quarterback versus quarterback, because there's a lot more that that, you know, goes into an NFL game. But Josh Allen had an amazing year. Uh, I'm not ready to write him off because of one game where he had a negative EPA per play against a great defense. And we look at Tua. The only thing Tua's done is have a great preseason and he gets a ton of hype. He stunk against the New England Patriots. I mean, he threw a brutal interception late in the game that should have cost them the game if Damian Harris didn't fumble in the red zone later on. I, I don't I don't like I love Tua at Alabama, but he hasn't shown anything in the NFL now for me to say that he's he's ready to compete with the big boys. I think the Bills defense is a little bit underrated as well. So I really like this pick quite a bit. I think this is a great bounce back spot for Buffalo.
2: Yeah, I was surprised to see it not balloon up throughout the course of the week. That has really surprised me. I thought they would keep it at three and make it like minus 135 or just move it to three and a half. And I did see it at three and a half at some spots, but it someone must be betting on the dolphins here because it's keeping the vig down it's keeping the number down and i was really surprised cam you'll like this and maybe you should do this you you should subscribe to the mayo media network newsletter we have a bunch of fantasy stuff a bunch of gambling stuff tidbits that are in there right now and i think this one is how much it's free completely free just click 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 on the link click a button yes click the button
3: free yeah that's my that's that's my middle name come on so, Holy geez, look at the look at the size of my head in this thing, too. Like, look at you, Pat. Like, there's screen, I can see your shirt, Pizzola. My head is like a candy apple globe. Look at the size of that. Pizzola, I worked with you. It can't be that big. Like, there's guys, Bruce Bochi's got a bigger head than me. Man, that melon's just ridiculous. So huge.
2: against my so Josh Allen yeah. has five yes. career games of more than 33 fantasy points. Three of them, mm-hmm. 50% of his games. That he has played Miami, he has gone over that number. So he just eats up Miami's defense, and it I think that, that, that's applicable to both fantasy, but I think it's applicable to the gambling in this spot too.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, it's kind of weird because Brian Flores is a, is a pretty good head coach and a good defensive mind, but for whatever reason, and I think it's partly because Miami just doesn't have the pass rush. You go up against the Bills, and, and we know what the Bills are going to do. You know, some people hate on it and they will be like, oh, they have to run the ball more. But I actually love what the Bills do with Brian Dayball there. They come back. They let Josh Allen sling it. He's got good wide receivers. And that's a way to win in this day and age or score points in the NFL. And I, I don't know that the Dolphins have the horses to compete with that. I just don't see them generating a ton of pressure here. And, um, yeah, I think Allen, when he's not under duress you can find the open guys and uh, I think that's what's going to happen this week against the Dolphins
2: so Buffalo minus three gold for me Buffalo minus three gold for Pizzola Cam what's your gold pick
3: my gold pick is the Chicago Bears I like it am I crazy yes I am here's the thing what are we getting Pat one and a half now is it one and a half
2: I I see minus minus two two. minus one ten
3: Whatever. I'll take two. I'll take it out. Three. That's it's the Bears. The Bears. This bear is taking those Bears. And I'll tell you, everyone, look Cincinnati. Yeah, great game against Minnesota. Yeah, Dalvin Cook's ass was on the on the ground with the ball. And they get they basically gave Cincinnati that game. It was ridiculous, actually. I'm not even a Minnesota fan. Here's the thing. Chicago with Andy Dalton was working it all the way up the field, as I mentioned earlier on in the show. Here's the thing, too. They're at home. Knock, knock, who's there? Justin Fields inside the 20s. The fans are going to be asking for him. Instead of seeing 80%, 20%, it's going to be more of a 50-50 split. They're going to implement Fields in the offense, and that's bad news for the Cincinnati Bengals. I think the Bears at home slap these guys around and win this game by 10 points, maybe even 13. Short number, people are betting the Bengals. Them. i'm on the chicago bears this week i think they absolutely school these guys i actually like what i saw rams had a couple big plays against them big deal that defense will get to burrow as well i love the bears this week come on bears let's go pause pause and claws just, just take that bengal cat just stab them with your damn paws let's go
2: cam and feinberg both on the bears as the top play of the week there you go cam
3: oh i like that yeah and pause, I'll tell you another thing for five. For, for, yeah, pause and clause, Pazola, you know the way. I'll tell you back too. if Phillip Rivers was Indianapolis' quarterback just to get back to the Carson Wentz thing, they'd be in a better situation. He's better than Carson Wentz. That's just my opinion.
1: I mean, that was a really random point that we talked about 10 minutes ago, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to disagree with you. I think You're right, Pazola. It,
3: it was a random point that we talked 10 minutes ago. I apologize. <laughs>
1: Healthy
2: snacks have a bad reputation. And let's be honest, most don't taste very good. They don't fill you up, and they certainly don't satisfy your cravings. This episode is sponsored by Monk Pack, who makes snacks that taste like our favorite sugary treats, but with one gram of sugar or less. They're great for anyone following a keto lifestyle and the perfect snack for anyone who's just trying to eat better or cut back on sugar and carbs without sacrificing taste. That would be me. That's what I'm doing. I'm not on keto, but these bars are delicious. The Monk Pack Keto Nut and Seed Bars, whether they come in sea salt dark chocolate, caramel sea salt, peanut butter dark chocolate, I went through them really quickly. Put it that way. I needed to get a second order ASAP. And you can do that and try it for yourself, and you'll see. And we have a special deal for the listeners. Get 20% off your first purchase of any Monk Pack product by visiting... Monkpack.com and entering our promo code MAYO at checkout. And Monkpack is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't like it, for whatever reason, they'll exchange the product or refund your money, whichever you prefer. To get started, go to monkpack.com. that's M-U-N-K-P-A-C-K.com, and select any product. Then, enter the code MAYO, that's M-A-Y-O, at checkout to save your 20% off your purchase. Monkpack, delicious, nutritious food you can count on. And we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. (laughs) All right, all right, so (laughs) Pozzolo, what do you got lined up for a silver pick in this spot? Silver.
1: Silver pick, I'm going to go with a total here. I'm going to take the 49ers and Eagles over 49 at DraftKings. Um, So I like the Eagles offense quite a bit last week. And I know it's the Falcons in general, but Jalen Hurts to me, has he's showed a lot of composure in that game. And I think Hurts towards the end of last year was injured. That kind of affected the Eagles offense a little bit. But ultimately, I like the matchup for Philadelphia here and being able to score points because the 49ers are starting to lose defenders again. Jason Verrett told it toward his ACL or his Achilles. I don't even remember what, what it was last week, but either way, he's out. So they're likely down their top two cornerbacks. Things are kind of getting thin for them. Javon Kinlaw missed the, their game last week on the defensive line, and the, the Lions were even able to run the ball on the 49ers. So I do think that the Eagles are going to score some points in this game, but I also really like the 49ers' offense. and this isn't just about Detroit last week because obviously everyone's going to score on Detroit this year. That's just a horrible defense, but I love Kyle Shanahan in general. And I think he's such a great game planner. You look at Jimmy G Jimmy G is not an above average quarterback, but he consistently plays like one because he's put in situations to succeed. And I look at the Eagles linebacking core. It's one of the worst in the NFL. It's very slow. Shanahan likes to do a lot of East to West stuff. They also love to throw to George Kittle. I think there's matchup advantages all over the field. And you look at how the Eagles dominated the Atlanta Falcons offense last week. It was that defensive line against the Falcons offensive line. I don't think there's going to be that same domination this week. The 49ers O-line holds up a lot better than Atlanta's, who has one of the worst in the league. So personally, this like this might surprise people because I think they think of both these, these teams as defensive teams and see a, a total in the high 40s and say, well, I'm going to look at the under. But I actually see these got these teams as offensive teams right now. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of points in this game. So I'm betting over 49 here. I like it. Ray Baum was on the DraftKings
2: show yesterday. He actually likes targeting this as an under. So you guys can clash on that one. I have no real feel for this game outside that I like the Eagles, but not en- against the spread, but not enough to really like kind of go in on them at the same time. Because as good as their offense and as, as efficient as their offense looked last week, Cam, that Maybe it's just Atlanta is terrible.
3: Yeah. And for people that watch the game, Atlanta was moving the ball up and down the field earlier in that game. And we talked about this guys. I don't know what it is about Matt Ryan and this offense. When they get in the red zone, it's a train wreck. It's either a turnover or a fall. like they get three points max. Where are the touchdowns? We remember that with Julio Jones back in the day, Atlanta didn't play as well. They kind of got beaten down after they just couldn't get points there. And then Philadelphia took advantage. Rob's right. Jalen Hurts actually, he was very good in that game. He escaped out of some uh, third down situations, kept drives going. The Philadelphia Eagles really impressed me. Their defense stepped up on third downs when they needed to in that game. I also think Atlanta just didn't look very good in that spot, but I agree with Pozzola. Hey, guys, you guys can play, Pat. I know you had the Kamara props and everything. You and Pozzola can do uh, totals and and props, I'm a sides man. Even though in, in, in dinner terms, I like the main course, I'm a sides man. I just like the, the numbers. I, I bet totals, not very much, but I bet a lot more sides. Bazola, I love your pick. I, I agree with you 100%. The, I think San Fran is going to carve these guys up the way Atlanta couldn't, and I think Philadelphia is going to get theirs.
2: So where are you going with your silver pick, Cam?
3: Oh, I'm a bad, bad human being, I told you. I'm going with the Tennessee Titans. I can't lay six and a half with Seattle in this spot. I think it's ridiculous. And I gotta see it to believe it. Sure, if, if, if the Titans get smoked again, then we have a serious problem. I think this is overreaction line number one. Tannehill and the offense, they got to get it together. Julio Jones also had a bad penalty in that game and put them in a real bad spot. They go up into Seattle, they play their game, just pound Derrick Henry, don't panic. So if Seattle wins the game, I think they squeak out like a last second field goal to win by a converted touchdown and cover that number. That is too many points. Tennessee still has good players on their team. They have weapons. And I'll tell you, Vrabel and this team will be ready to rock this week. As I mentioned before, Seattle now is a team that you take on the East when they're big home favorites, you fade them. That's the way it is. Give me the Tennessee Titans plus six and a half.
2: Yeah, this one's just a straight no bet for me because I'm not convinced that Seattle isn't really good. So I don't want to go up against them in this spot either, especially with the, just the way that their offense looked last week and how unique it was compared to a Seattle offense from the past three years. They were running guys in motion. They were splitting out Tower Lockett wide, bringing Metcalf in. It was like it's like the Colts watching them like. No, you you always run the same formations. Like, what do you do? This isn't fair. We we, we did not prep for this. This is not what's supposed to happen with Seattle. Maybe they'll go back into that as the season goes along. Because we saw this at the beginning of last year too, Rob, with the Seahawks offense. But I think if I was going to take one of these rebound teams, I think I like the Vikings the best against the Cardinals.
1: The Vikings, I I liked up until I saw Kyle Hendricks appear on the injury report for them yesterday with a did not practice because Anthony Barr is already out for them. I thought the defensive front seven would be a strength for the Vikings this year. Looks like they're going to be a little bit banged up. I would agree. Just on the surface, I think that this is like this is quite an overreaction. The Cardinals closed as a two and a half point underdog last week to the Titans. Now all of a sudden they're a four point favorite to the Vikings. That's quite a bit in one week. And the Minnesota loss, like. They didn't play a great game, but it was extremely misleading because they committed a million penalties in the game, right? They never even gave themselves a chance on either side of the ball. Kirk cousins had a bunch of third and longs and whatever. Mike Zimmer's a very, uh, he's a head coach that, that preaches discipline, right? So I I don't think that's something that carries forwards into the the future weeks. And uh, I mean, I am concerned about Chandler Jones going up against that Vikings (laughs) offensive line. There's no doubt about it, but yeah, I think, I think there's not as much separating these two teams as the spread suggests. So uh, on the surface, I I do agree. I've actually bet the Vikings in, in real life so far, but I'm I'm a little bit concerned now with the injury report going forwards.
2: Yeah, that that's sitting at plus four, minus one ten at DraftKings Sportsbook at the moment. I don't know if I'm gonna get there, but of all the rebound teams, this feels like the perfect confluence of team I, I, team that played crappy last week versus team that played awesome last week. And now we're just getting a weird number. <laughs>
3: yeah. I got one for you guys. I got okay. one for you that's not on the radar. <laughs>
2: Panthers. 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 No, I see I I I, I have not talked I I love the Saints in that game. I have yet I have yet to talk to anyone who's not taking the Panthers.
3: That's well oh not taking the Panthers? Yeah,
2: they're like they I mean the the line is already moving towards the Panthers. (laughs) Every person that I see, it's like, you know who's sneaky? The Panthers. It's like, no, man, the Saints (laughs) are just way better.
3: Yeah, well, I don't know. I kind of like the Panthers, but anyway, now you got me scared. See, Mayo, it's supposed to be everyone on the Saints. I, I didn't see that one coming. But what? I, yeah, yeah, maybe. And you know, Rob, do you have the guts to bet Jacksonville? I know we're doing gold, silver, bronze, but do you have the big stones to take the Jags against Denver? That's I, a tough. bet. I, I, I kinda, absolutely not. I kind of, I,
2: I kind of wa- want to because I he, do too. I'm not gonna do it. I'm I'm really trying to limit the amount of games that I bet on here, and really just kind of go in on the ones I feel really strongly about. But that number reeks to high heaven because I don't know how, I don't know how good Denver is. Although Teddy's 22 and three now on the road against the spread as a starting quarterback, but this just feels like such backdoor city.
1: I, I will say that the Giants' performance last night leads me to believe that Denver is actually better than we're giving them credit for because they held that offense to pretty much nothing in the entire game. And then the Giants moved the ball up and down the field against Washington. Like Washington was just a below average defense. So there's that. Then you got the Jaguars with the whole urban, like urban Meyer is going to fake a heart attack in a couple of weeks to get coaching. He's only oh
3: my health, my health. It's only his health only gets bad when things aren't going well, when things are going great. Oh, I feel fantastic. Trust me. This guy's going to be in a college booth pretty soon. I'm like, with you, Pozzola.
1: Definitely there's been an adjustment, right? If you wanted to bet this game last week, the line was Denver minus three. It was the same as, as what they were at the Giants, and now it's minus six. So certainly there's been an adjustment. But I actually just think the Broncos might be really good this year. And all the matchup advantages they had against the Giants, I think they have against the Jags as well in that the Jags' offensive line is terrible. <laughs> Denver has a really good front seven. I mean, Tyrod Taylor looked like the like Warren Moon basically moving the ball up and down the field last week uh, against the Jags. I, I think Bridgewater can do the same. And then one random thing about Teddy Bridgewater: guys play 25 career road games. He's 22 and three against the spread in those games. There's something about Teddy Bridgewater that we do not account for, where he is better than we give him credit. You know what for. it is,
3: Rob? He just doesn't put himself in bad situations. He won't throw a stupid pick. He'll get off the field. It's just like he nickel and dimes. He doesn't do anything exceptionally well. He protects the ball. He's not even really fast for, for, for a quarterback. He just makes good decisions. That's what, And he's not flashy. You just look at him because you look at it. You know what the problem is? A lot of people look at fantasy. Bridgewater's not going to have a 330-yard passing game with three touchdowns, whatever. A buck 90, two touchdowns. You know what I mean? He'll just do his thing. That's the thing. He's not flashy, but he's very effective. And that works on the road doesn't make dumb mistakes
1: well for so many years we call them a game manager i don't even know that he is a game manager per se b- b- anymore but th- there's something like i said i mean that's his road record he's got mm-hmm. he's played 50 career games his teams are 36 and 14 against the spread and that's spanning different teams the guy just finds a way to win and cover and i think the market just disrespects him in general or is not giving him enough credit um I mean, I'm not, don't get me wrong. I'm not laying six with Denver on the road. Absolutely not. That's not something I will ever do, but I think there's reasons to believe that that Denver could be legit this year and like a real dark horse to be a contender.
2: Well, they open up with, the, obviously they beat the Giants, they get the Jags, they get the Jets next week. So they could be three and zero in the driver's seat. Feinberg actually DM me this morning that their win total for the year, if you want to bet it now is 10 and a half from up from eight and a half, hmm. which it was last week. So people are people are buying the Broncos right now.
1: I'm surprised Feinberg wasn't texting you that there's like some sort of conspiracy theory amongst the schedule makers in the NFL yeah. to get the Broncos to three and Oh, and the chargers. Uh, I mean, they're getting screwed by the referees and they have to play a home game against that da- where it's going to be a Dallas home game. That's the classic Feinberg move right there. Yeah. It's hey, conspiracy theory-, theory central.
3: Justin Justin Herbert will be at the local Safeway signing autographs. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah Jeff will send somebody down there anyway. This Charger <laughs> love. The guy's a grown man, for God's sakes. Like anyway, I, I love I love Guillaume. Put it this Jeez, way, it kind it, of scares me. Cam, the, he, the Chargers more than his kids. Cam,
2: uh, yes, because of that. And Pizzola will know this because he was on the show. I gave mm-hmm. Jeff his own Chargers podcast on Mayo Media Network. The first episode uh. is
3: out.
1: It was actually pretty fun to record. He came out rolling with the Where's Nate Kading, uh oh,
3: tune. Oh, he's he, running down the road yeah. trying to loosen his load. He's got Philip Rivers on his mind. Yeah, that's he, one he, of my classics. He,
1: he broke it out, sang the yep. whole thing. We, we actually reminisced on the days where I used to write song lyrics for you, Cam, Yeah. Um, if you remember those, which was uh, good times. but Very good. I would love for like an April Fool's joke, we somehow convince Gioff's oldest daughter to go come out to him and say she's a Chiefs fan or something you know like I don't want to root for the Chargers daddy I like Patrick Mahomes I want to be a Chiefs fan and it would actually break his heart like he might he might actually have a mental (laughs) breakdown if that happened
2: I'll try to set this up yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> I, I sounds like, like fun. I feel like that can work. He's given away, uh, I think it's an autographed Herbert rookie card, so just follow Jeff on Twitter, at GFineberg17. has something to do with Finebolt, the Chargers podcast. And if you're a Chargers <laughs> fan out there, spread it on the Chargers message boards. Go to Reddit Chargers and spread the show out there. Uh, help, help support Jeff in this endeavor. My silver pick, I kind of alluded to this earlier because I've been shitting on the Colts the entire time. Fuck it. Rams, minus three and a half on the road. I took Seattle against the Colts last week in Indianapolis. I'm just going to do it with the Rams again. I just I think they're so overmatched by the NFC West that this number feels really short to me, Rob.
1: I would tend to agree. Now, I'm, I'm actually not surprised to see Indianapolis money come in here because just looking at the advance line to where we are now, there has been a move through a key number of three. So naturally, a lot of uh, sharper betters or people who are betting numbers are going to take the points at the Colts. I just don't like the Colts enough. I, I really don't. I think McVay's really good, especially early on in the year. He's gotten these Rams out to great starts and they've been kind of blowing out opponents. And granted, I think it was a little bit misleading against the Bears last week for sure, but I saw enough out of that offense to say that I think this offense is legit going forwards. And maybe if the defense does regress a little bit, like I expected to this year, they're still going to be fine because Stafford fits right in there. And you could tell that the camaraderie that him and and McVay have, like McVay finally has a quarterback and you can see it like in in his, his actions on the sidelines. So um, I'm, I'm looking at this injury report for the Colts and it's not looking good on the offensive line, defensive front seven cornerback, like, this is one that I think three and a half is pro- – if if these guys are out, especially Darius Leonard, who is just such a staple on that defense, if these guys are out, I think three and a half is a major bargain on the Rams.
2: I know you're in camp, but I don't know if I can convince you to bet on it, though, can I?
3: What, on this game? Yeah. No, I, I don't want I don't want anything to do with this game. It reeks. Um, so it I want says to like, take the Colts, I don't want but... anything
1: to do with this game. It reeks. The guy who gave a gold pick on Bengals and Bears. yeah. What's wrong with that, Pizzola? The Bears this game. Uh, the bears no, no, are- I, I just <laughs> I just find it hilarious yeah. that the Rams Colts reeks, but the Bears-Bengals is is up to par for you.
3: I really don't have any data to back up I just <laughs> I I the Bengals-Bears game, it just scream Bears. Hey, Fine Bolt's taking the Bears too. Hey, listen. Maybe on, we're on to something.
2: On the pick show, I took the Bears as well. It seems like a perfect spot where everyone thinks the Bears are shitty. Thank you. Everyone thinks the Bengals are good. It just Look, looking at it from those terms it makes a lot of sense to me i get it and the line yep. is creeping towards the bangles i'm like what's going on here
1: exactly I, I, I mean part of it is is the fact that andy dalton didn't throw a ball more than nine yards
3: last yeah week. yeah That's don't worry actually, we're gonna see, we're gonna see more justin fields this I, week it's at home too so now i think part of the plan was to keep Fields safe against the rams defense and to bring them on yep. against cincinnati at home and go hey everybody we're here yeah
1: i it's agree with you play I, I, it's hard to, it's hard to fade the bears at, at that price knowing that you could get Justin Fields at any given moment. So I, I'm not, not ragging the pick. I'm just kind of, I'm laughing at the games that you tend to gravitate towards. That's who far. I am. Bazola. you've <laughs> known me for
3: a long time. That's I told you the shittier, the better. That's the way I like it. Right.
1: Hey, hey
2: that's it. <laughs> that's how you got the Texans as your gold Texans. star pick last yep. week.
3: Hey, there we go, baby. And so, Arizona, we had a couple really nice pooches last week. <laughs>
2: It's ridiculous that our sizes change brand to brand when our bodies stay the same. You're a measurement, not a size. You don't have to change. Shopping for clothes does. And that's why you got to check out Public Rec. They make elevated athleisure wear in multi-dimensional sizes because they believe that comfort starts with a better fit. I got my pair, which was the all-day, everyday pant, available in over 40 different sizing combinations, and can fit men anywhere from 5'8 to nearly 7 feet tall. I am more on the 5'8 side than the 7 feet tall. I got my pair. I put them on. I'm actually, like, dropping some LBs lately. Still fit perfectly, and that's all I've ever wanted. I don't need to have eight separate sizes of pants, because these pants from Public Rec fit perfectly no matter what a better fit is the secret to making these comfortable pants look good which you know I pull off famously now your favorite lounge pants can also be your go-tos for work happy hour or the gym I'm the guy who's now wearing those out into the world and you know what people say These pants look really good mayo and I'm like yeah they do but even if they weren't on me they'd probably look good on you at public rec colors they come in nine different colors one for each day of the week and more Public Rec also makes elevated shorts, t-shirts, polos, jackets, even golf gear, which I'm going to get some of very soon. You know, when golf season, where I'm at, wraps itself back around. They just launched their women's line, so now anyone listening can enjoy Public Rec's better-fitting comfort. Public Rec rarely discounts, but right now, they have an exclusive offer just for Pat Mayo Experience listeners. Go to publicrec.com and use promo code Mayo to receive 10% off. That's publicrec.com, Rec, and use our promo code MAYO for 10% off. And if we're talking down about boy. if we're talking about big dogs this week and maybe we can kind of put this into Survivor as well because I think it's going to really boil down to three teams that people are going to target in Survivor. It's either going to be the Bucks, the Packers, or the Browns. Out of those three underdogs, the Falcons, the Texans, and the Lions. Rob, who do you think has the best shot to cover this one? Because I'm going to cross off the Texans because I have no idea what to make of them. So it's either Detroit or the Falcons for me. I think the Falcons could.
3: Kind yes, of up Patrick. Here. Yes. You for you. Yes. Yes. Sorry, Bob. That's the one
1: I would agree. I I, th- I think the Falcons have the best chance of the three. I, I mean, I don't think the Falcons defense stand, stands much hope of slowing down Tom Brady just in general. But one thing that's been uh, uh, like a very prominent angle in the NFL over like the last decade, even longer is teams um, that have a negative turnover margin of three or more in the previous game. And them struggling in the next game. And, and part of it is just like, Oh, they, you know, the random person just figures out this team turned it over a bunch. They're not going to do that again next week. I'm going to bet on them when in reality, they do have a penchant to continue those turnovers in the following week. So the bucks with four offensive turnovers last week, um, I think this is just a big price delay with a divisional matchup in general. These teams know each other. Well, they played two of the last three weeks last year and the Falcons lost one of the games by a field goal. They hung around in the first half of the other game. And then the Bucks smoked them in the second half, but it, it definitely wouldn't surprise me if the Falcons keep this within the number. I think they probably played on the low end of their range last week. Um, the other two games like green Bay, Detroit, I'm not one for laying double digits in the NFL, but Green Bay, we might look back at minus 11 and a half and say, yeah, how is this not minus 17? The, the Lions look really, really bad. Like they didn't do anything until they were getting schooled by the 49ers. And then they had the real lucky onside kicks and whatever. It's just like, that's a bad team. Cleveland, Houston, maybe Houston's better than we're giving them credit for. Maybe Tyrod Taylor, um, you know, wants to, 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 stick it to the, the Browns. I I don't know, but Uh, If I'm looking at these three, I think the Falcons have the best chance to stay within the number.
2: Well, Cam, how about this? Falcons plus seven and a half first half.
3: Love it. I'll take them in the whole game too. I just think this is a game that Tampa will win by a touchdown and just not really play that well. And I think Atlanta looked awful last week, but we know in the NFL, things change week to week. Let me tell you this too. You know, been gambling for a long time. Look at the reverse line movement. Everyone's on Tampa Bay, yet the line goes, it's just, it's just, this game just screams Falcons. It almost gave me, my top five i almost put it in the pick segment because i love atlanta i'm betting atlanta if you can get uh what is it now 12 and a half 13 smooth yeah we'll do we'll do that i i honest to god think guys that tampa bay will win this game by like seven eight points i don't think they're gonna cover i like atlanta i like them enough to bet them but then again rob knows i i that's who i am
1: i have nothing wrong with your breakdown there except i have to a bone to pick with the reverse line movement because i absolutely i know i got
3: a bone Pick with sharps and squares. Oh, I'm a sharp. I'm a bad guy. You know what? Sharps did last week. Oh, they take the under in this. Give me a break. Sharps and squares. No, what I call them winners and losers. uh,
1: Yes, I agree with that too. Like, like the reality is the whole sharps and squares thing is way overplayed because people always say, oh the sharps are on this side this game this side." And the reality is, there's probably sharps on both sides of every single game. Good call, Rob. Oh, so, right. the, I, it just like the pub, like there's pu- average recreational betters that are on both sides of every single game, and we put too much stock into that. The problem with reverse line movement, and this is what I what I hate looking at it, is because uh-huh. you're and en- you're you're waiting for the line to move in order to make your play, and you're you end up getting a number that was is worse than the number that was available earlier just because you want to see what other people are are naturally taking, and mm-hmm. I think in the long run that's doing you a disservice just in general where if Cam, like you were going to probably play the Falcons regardless, right? Oh, I am. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so why why not play it at 12 and a half instead of waiting until it gets to 11 or 10 and a half? Like, not that those matters, those numbers mean yeah. something, but that's my problem with reverse line movement, right? Is people are waiting for the market to shake out and they're saying, oh, you know, the Sharps are on this side and the public's on this side, so I'm going to bet it. But in most cases, you'd just be better off just playing it early. Oh, no, you're right.
3: I, I was so, hoping to get 14, but that's a pipe dream.
1: Yeah, I, I mean... <laughs> I guess. I mean, if, if that's the case, that's fair. That's a fair reason, but reverse line movement is, um, I think is a myth personally.
3: Yeah, and I got a problem with sharps and squares. So there we go. There we go.
2: Bronze picks of the week. This was uh, two and one. I lost my over under Elvin Kamara prop because he dropped two passes. That wasn't fun. And I didn't expect the saints to win by 500 yeah. points and they had to stop the score
1: line. The <laughs> scoreline of that game is not, not really working in favor of Kamara receptions. Like they're up 31 to three. It's not like yeah. they need to dump it off to Kamara, you know? So yeah, I think you kind of got screwed just uh, in the way that game played out. Pat. Well,
2: well shit happens. You win, you lose. Yeah. I lose a lot. So cam you're going with Buffalo minus three. Is that your bronze pick? Yeah. How'd you know? You said it earlier.
3: Oh, okay. Sorry. I, I, so I do a lot of stupid. So I basically talked about Philip Rivers when I didn't need to. I gave you my bronze pick <coughs> when we were talking gold. Uh, Pizzola, do you have an espresso machine or do you just drink regular coffee? Just a question. No, it's,
1: so I, I, I'm, that's a, it's a good question. Uh, I do oh, you're Italian. Espresso. No, I have an espresso machine. It's called a Gaja oh,
3: I knew it's you like had a, a I knew espresso. you had a I knew you had a restaurant style machine. You I just, do, yeah. You don't drink Munja Cake Maxwell. I was like, like, when Mayo had me over to the studio, him and uh him and Shag are drinking coffee. Like I was just looking at these guys going, that thing was been in the pot like for like a week, man. Sludge. Sludge. Yeah,
1: Sludge. I, I don't I listen, I don't discriminate <laughs> against any type of coffee, whatever works for you. Yeah. Uh, I I like the espresso in the afternoon. I, I drink like the, the typical brewed coffee in the morning, but, um, yeah, I don't know where we're going with this,
3: Cam. I, like I just that. tell you, I, I even I like having espresso because I love a good cup of coffee, and I've already had a couple today, as you could tell. Well,
2: Cam, <laughs> I, I do need yes. to let you know, now that we've moved out of the dingy basement where you used to come in, we have a new studio. It's not quite finished yet, but full mm-hmm. kitchen, full facilities, Nespresso machine. Uh, Are you serious? Oh, yeah, wow. you're, you're missing out by living two time zones away.
3: I'm telling you, Mayo, it's getting closer and closer. I'm putting... Uh, uh, my mom and dad, Johnny and Joanne are going to the retirement village uh, next month. Uh, it's not like Seinfeld in Florida, but they're going up the street and I told them, uh, this dump that I'm living in is going for sale soon. I might even call, even call one of those places Buy my house today. T- just, you know what? You fix it up. I don't have time for this. Get me the hell out of here.
2: Well, here's the thing. <laughs> if anyone out there is watching and is, uh, you know, in the gambling space and wants to sponsor a show, listen, I can whip up a show for Cam real quick. If you want Cam as the host of your show is all I'm saying.
3: Hey I like doing this with you guys it's fan uh, no uh, Pat I'm actually serious about moving so like uh, don't be surprised if you, if you hear a knock on the door and it's me you might regret it
1: hey I mean you did give a you did give a huge shout out to Schneiders last week for their hamburgers so maybe we can get you a Schneider's sponsorship or something
3: yeah no I just bought those discount Belmont burgers at like giant tiger they look like worms I, I just don't like the way the patties are now it's like yeah. I want a solid rock patty it's Why like soap. You- why, it's not not like just soap,
1: Why not make your own, Cam?
3: Uh, I do. I do make my own. I do make okay. my own too. But some, once in a while, like if your buddies are coming over, I you know what I mean? Sometimes yeah, yeah. just you flip out the, the store. It's like soap. I always have two bars of soap in. One, because I have sensitive skin. But when you get like your balls and your ass and those areas in the crevices, you got to have Coaster Irish Spring. You need something to blow it up. You need it strong, baby. Got to stay fresh. Pizzolas. Bronze pick of the week. <laughs> I don't are know. You, I don't know what the hell's going on, Pat. I'm losing my mind. I, I think, like it. Anyway. No, no. The yeah, more you yeah. can
2: lose your mind, the better.
1: <laughs> All right. I'm taking Carolina plus three and a half. Minus yeah. 150. Um, I, I listen. I, I, I'm, I will readily admit. I might look like a complete, like I can already f- foresee myself watching red zone on Sunday and it's like three 30 and the saints are winning like 31 10. And I'm like, what that I bet on Sam Darnold. I'm an idiot type of thing. But I, I think new Orleans is being priced higher here. Uh, than they should be because of that blowout against Green Bay. And I think when you look at New Orleans going into this week, their cornerback depth is really going to be challenged here. Uh, They probably get Bradley Roby in the lineup, who they traded for, but I don't know how many snaps he plays because I don't know that he knows the defense well enough yet to play a full game. Their defensive line is missing a couple players. Marcus Davenport, David Onyemata as well. So if you're looking at Carolina's offense, I think they match up really well with the wide receivers that they have and the weapons that they have in terms of Christian McCaffrey as well. It's just on Darnold to get the ball out. I mean, that's easier said than done with him at, at times. But overall, I don't think we really got learned anything about the Saints last week. I mean, they were winning that game pretty much from start to finish. If you look at their, their run-pass splits, they had 60 plays last week. Jameis only had to throw the ball on 21 of those 60 plays. 39 were running plays. Now he's going to have to put the ball and play a little bit more You know what that leads to? I mean, he got lucky to not have an interception last week. Um, I just, I mean, this is a numbers play for me, but I I really don't see that much of a difference between these two teams. Uh, I think Joe Brady will have a good game plan for this Saints defense that is missing a lot of personnel going into this week already in week two. So um, give me the hook. Give me the Panthers plus three and a half.
2: So I think that the Saints are still being undervalued here because of the perception about them coming into the year, but maybe they're just better with Jameis, and we didn't see the full extent of the Saints the last two years because Breeze had a noodle arm and was all washed up. That Maybe uh-huh. this team is a little bit better. Yeah, the receiving core sucks, but I do trust the offensive game plan of Sean Payton to cobble something together. The one big X factor that Carolina has is Christian McCaffrey, but the Saints, especially front seven, is still... They can do enough to slow him down to the point, like the, the Jets almost let up 200 yards to them and that didn't really even do that much. Like the, the Jets should have covered that game when it was the four. They covered the five and a half, but like the Jets looked horrible in that game. They still almost covered against the Panthers. still almost beat the Panthers like their offensive line is trash Sam Darnold sucks and when I just look at the Saints side like their their offensive line is still probably one of the best in football despite being down their center here I don't know if that's going to cause that much of a problem although Carolina can get like the best part of Carolina's defense is their pass rush and I think that can be mitigated with the Saints offensive line if Jameis just doesn't really turn it over all that much which is a big ask for him that (laughs) I I just think that maybe the Saints are a lot better than people thought they were going to be coming into the year
1: I, I I can buy that. I really can. Um, I I think we we could look back at the beginning of the year and say, oh, there was a lot of value in the Saints at these early season prices. Um, you know, a couple of months from now, I'm not I'm not just sold on Jameis yet because of Sean Payton being there and because they played well in Week One, like. I'll have to see more. I mean, I've seen this guy you, you throughout ra- his you entire career. You ranted
2: against, I, when I did the Darnold pick last week, your biggest, your, oh, le- yeah. your lean on the Jets was, Sam Darnold sucks. I'll take the he Jets. He sucks. He sucks. <laughs> and what do you I, do? But, but, oh, oh, we're going to go for it. Fourth and one from the 2 yard line. Oh, I can't, I can't handle the snap. Fumble. Like, he's just horrible. Yes.
1: I agree. I mean, but the reality is, Pat, as, as bad as Darnold is, he's going to cover the spread probably at least five or six times this year, if not more. And there's always going to be a certain number of games where they are going to cover what last week was one, depending on, on which line you got them at in general. But the the thing is like, I I just look at the matchup in general. And I think Darnold has whatever he wants in this game, in my opinion, offensively, I think this, the, the defensive injuries for new Orleans, I think are a real problem because now you turn what is a really dynamic pass rush into just having to key in on one guy. And that's Cameron Jordan and the, Panthers can devote two guys to blocking him and then I don't really think that the Saints can get home in this game so it's just a matter of if Darnold can throw those short and medium routes and that's kind of been the strength of him throughout his career Uh, he can't really you know throw downfield and never has been able to he's been horrible in terms of his EPA per play when throwing downfield but if he can get the ball out big if again I, 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 <laughs> I can definitely look like an idiot here I'm not saying that I can't but Uh, I think three and a half is a, is a buy point for Carolina. I I could never make the saints more than a field goal.
3: Hey, we like, you know what? We look like idiots when you're betting good games, bad games or whatever, right? Like it's, it's the NFL, right? So bet, bet what you like I like a lot of these stooge teams. That's just the way it is. That's like, like everything. Oh, it's a, Oh, it's a lock. It's good. You know, no, it's, these games are tough, man. The national football league is a tough league. Like the whole world was on Washington the other night giants cover. right? it's just the way it is, man. Sometimes you got to bet bad teams.
1: And also, just the randomness in the sport, right? You, yeah. you see, you see some team like the Bucks last year. Everyone remembers the Monday Night Football game against the Saints, where they just complete like they didn't even look like an NFL team mm-hmm. in that game. They got absolutely destroyed. They win the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, like that. We're talking about the ranges of teams and how a team can play very poorly or very well. And to me, what I saw from the Saints in week well week one, I think is likely the best game that they will play all season. Um, so for that reason, I think they're a little bit overvalued in, yep. in, in this sense i i am not a believer in carolina don't get me wrong so this is more of a play against the saints but yeah i think there's certainly like there's so much uncertainty in this league i, I can look back on this in four or five weeks and say rob you were an idiot the saints are, are a great team and we, i mean we just got to do we got to use the the data that's available to us and and what our eyes tell us early on in the year it's a lot of guesswork so um yeah, I mean, that's the, the beauty of early season NFL is people see things so many different ways. So I want to give a special shout-out, and I think that everyone should
2: follow him right now, at Ben y. Amen Ben Kramer, on Twitter, who can... Gave out some, he's doing this new CFL, like, picks in DraftKings show. And he's like, I think he's the only person in the world on top of, like, CFL breaking injuries. So something happened in the Winnipeg Blue Bombers game. He's like, yeah, the line's three and a half or four right now. This is going to be nine at close because of what's going on with this injury. And none of the books adjusted. So I have a big bet on... Winnipeg versus some other team, minus four. I'm just you know, trusting him. And right now, it's yeah. at mi- I'm, I'm seeing it at minus eight right now. So you know, I'm getting closing line value. I don't know if it's going to win or not, but I trust him on that. So that's one of them. Uh, one I can get this morning. And I know this isn't a political show, but I looked at the re- latest numbers and my guy, Evan Scrimshaw, who's covering the Canadian election, says that basically a liberal majority is a coin flip at this point. You can still grab them at plus 400 if you want to, to win a majority. Uh, so that one is still out there. But in terms of football pick, uh, I do yes. like I do like the Saints game, and this is one that I hammered last week, and it won within one minute of the game. So I have, I have like four or five, and I want to run these by you. Jameis, over under 15 and a half rushing yards. People really mm. underrate how much Jameis runs, and when he runs, it's usually because he has absolute daylight in front of him.
3: Yeah, no, I got no problem with that. I just couldn't believe the Daniel Jones number last night. 24 and a half. Are you nuts? All this guy does is run. Like, and he's not tripping over his feet. The guy's running. Oh, <clears throat> oh yeah, I didn't tell you guys. I hit Daniel Jones' first touchdown, 22 to 1 last night. Oh, it was yeah. a real nice night. I Beauty. only put 20 bucks on it. But, hey, Pozzola, if I had stacks like you, I could have thrown 100 and made a couple grand. That would have been nice.
1: I mean, listen to each the row and it doesn't matter for that. That's, that's a nice win. Regardless, man, you hit a 22 to one. That's that's a great win. It's regardless like a golf of winner. For yeah. sure. I mean, that's a, that's a beautiful game, uh, beautiful bets. And, uh, I, I was surprised by the amount that, that they were using Daniel Jones in terms in the running game last night. Like they were running run pass options with him. He looked great. I mean, that was probably the best game I've ever seen Daniel Jones play. It's unfortunate that they still lost, but <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, he, he played fantastic. That was a great bet cam. Mm-hmm. so oh, thank you thank so you.
2: so i got the Jameis over under 15 mm-hmm. and a half uh, i went on to run the sims.com which you guys can all do right now you can use the free advanced stats hub the dfs optimizer but i really like the prop betting tool that gives me i can input the line i can input the vig and then it runs a simulation ten thousand times gives me a graph of how all of this is going to turn out and the biggest discrepancy i found between a player prop and his range of outcomes is daryl henderson over 54 and a half rushing yards that one like just seemed that. really really low and I I agree that Sonny Michelle probably gets worked in a bit more this week into the Rams offense rather than seeing one carry and then someone tell him to get off the field but even if he gets eight carries in this game and Daryl Henderson as favorites with the Rams if the Rams are winning mind you that I just if he gets 16 carries it feels like this is an over to me and then the other one was the Patriots against the Jets I still can't figure out how that's not like minus 20.
3: Yeah. That's, I don't uh, know, buddy. I don't know. I was actually looking at the Jets. Why? But uh um Just because I, I just think the Jets can hang with these guys. Wait, I, wait, I, wait, divisional wait, game. What,
2: what did the Jets do better than the Patriots?
3: Nothing any, bad, but I am just going to tell you, when the Jets the are a bad team, they always play New England tough, even when they had horrible coaching and stuff. Divisional game, it's just now the line is steamed three and a half to six. I, I'm not betting it yet. I haven't bet it, but I'll tell you, I'm not taking the Patriots. No, no. If you like them, maybe I'm in a money line parlay. I don't know what you think, Pizzola, as I, I don't like this game.
1: I I think it's Patriots or nothing personally, just because uh, (laughs) the the jets last week, they couldn't get anything going offensively. I think the new England front seven on defense is is way too much for, for Zach Wilson. And then we obviously know about bill Belichick against rookie quarterbacks. I think that's just another thing working in their favor. So I don't know where the jets are going to score. My, my concern laying points with new England is the same as it was last year. Now, Mac Jones is much better than Cam Newton. I think we know that through one game already, but they bogged down in the red zone again. Like mm-hmm. I, and I, I get that the dolphins defense is also better than the jets, but this is consistently a problem for new England where they just don't score touchdowns. And that would be my main concern. But um, I, I think that this number should probably be closer to seven. I don't know that it's necessarily been adjusted enough. Um, I, I, I mean, I didn't bet it. Yeah, I don't like the game. I, I it's not, it's not my favorite, but Yeah. I, I do agree, Pat. I mean, I think this is another one where we might look back and say, "What were we thinking? Not getting the Pats under a touchdown here?" But that's the NFL. I mean, it's um, we gotta we gotta take a lot of guesses. I yeah, guess. Scary. Going. Well, yep. you
2: you hit on the big thing the the front seven, although. Tua wasn't hit all that often. He was essentially disrupted on every time he dropped back. The Patriots were in the backfield. And now with Becton out four to eight weeks, they have like one quality offensive lineman. They have zero pass rush. This just feels like a game where Zach Wilson's going to be under duress the entire time. Mac Jones going up against a much weaker defense, one with zero pass rush. It's probably a chance for him to show out a little bit too. Like, hey, this is a spot where we can make Mac Jones look good. Let's make him look good.
1: Yep. I completely agree. I mean, it's not the days of Belichick against Rex Ryan though, where, where Belichick was trying to score 50 points, right? There's a little bit of a difference now just in general, but they're, they're definitely not babying Mac Jones. I mean, you look at their, their calls last week, they threw a lot on first down. It's not one of those where, Oh, this is a rookie quarterback. We're going to let him ease into it. We're going to hand it off on first and second down. And I think that works in their favor as well, because uh, Jones looked fine. I mean, uh, the, it's it's not like the Dolphins have a bad defense. They have a well above average defense. And uh, I know that the Patriots didn't score the amount of points that they wanted to in that game, but they moved the ball pretty well. So uh, I, I, I mean, I, I think the Patriots uh, are significantly better than the Jets. And, and I think that Beckton injury is is absolutely huge for the outcome of this game as well.
2: So right now, Cam, on that Daryl Henderson prop, I'm looking at it right now. So it's minus 115 on each side at DraftKings Sportsbook for the over-under 54.5 rushing yards, which would give the over and the under at minus 115 around a 54% or 53.5% implied odds that's going to happen. Based on 1,000 simulations of that game, the over hits 77% of the time.
3: I like that, Pat.
2: So I think that's going (laughs) to be be my bronze. Daryl Henderson over 54.5 rushing yards against the Colts.
1: I mean, if you like the Rams too, I think the game state is really going to work in your favor as well. Right. Um, And, and, you know, just by virtue of them probably leading, I mean, the spread is three and a half. So the bookmakers are saying they're probably going to be leading in this game as well. And I think that works in, in your favor as well, Pat. So um, I do, I like that. I think that, I mean, I'm not a big props guy personally. I'm not a big fantasy guy personally, but when you rang off that number, it sounded low to me
2: all right so that will do it on the pat mayo experience week two is in the books cam people are loving this show by the way
3: that's good that's good i I was just gonna say one quick thing when you run your numbers through the simulator when you're having gambler and machine where does heart come into play when you're putting all this like you have a vibe from the games that you watch what do you do with the simulated data versus the human aspect
2: like Like, what's the
3: percentage of the pie
2: I mean, it's all numbers based when I run it through a uh-huh. simulation like this, and if I don't like the number, I don't like the number. Then, like oh, okay. when, when I run yeah. the when I run the Jameis one through, it is giving me heavy under on his over under rushing prop. But just after watching Jameis, knowing his tendencies and knowing how. It's just going to take one run for him to get to that number. It's so low that I think that there's just so much variance in something like a quarterback scramble at that point. Mm-hmm. Knowing that like the center is out, that Carolina has a good rush defense or a, a good pass rush that maybe they can get through. Jameis like, doesn't get enough credit for his ability to run. It was a lot like Mahomes for ages too. And it's going to be wildly over or wildly under because some games he just runs. Nothing at all, but I think that this game situation sets up really well for him. Because when I ran the numbers on that, it told me that the under was a really good bet. But I don't believe mm. that. I believe my eyes and what I think with James and yes. this number.
1: Excellent. Right. You you layer you layer in some subjective analysis on top of the actual number, and that's very similar to my process as well. I make a number for every single game, and then if something is way off, I kind of dig into it and say, you know, why is this off? Why is this happening? And I mean, there is a layer of subjectivity as well. Like last year, probably the last six or seven games of the year, I had value on the Jets. I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. I'm just not going to bet the Jets. Why (laughs) am I going to, why am I doing this? Like, there's something I'm not accounting for here that this team is way worse than I'm actually making them. And I think, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, I mean, it's, everyone has their own processes, but I I agree, Cam. I I think sometimes you're right. People can get a little bit too robotic and it's like, this is my number. I'm going to play it no matter what. I think there is room for subjective analysis on top of that.
2: Yeah, but I think that having both sides of the information is really critical. Like watching the game, understanding the tendencies, uh, because that's the part that, I mean, advanced, algorithms and things like that do take some of that stuff into i mean takes a lot of that stuff into account but a lot of rudimentary ones don't like ours at RunTheSims.com does take a lot of like win expectancy play expectancy team tendencies but we also don't have a huge sample of that right now a lot of it's going based on you know the past three years of that team if they still kept their coaches coordinators players and have that built into it but realistically we have one week of data to go from and who knows what that data is telling us
1: Right, there's pros and cons to every approach, right? And some people might say that the watching the games really helps them, but it actually might be hurting them because think about the the average NFL fan and why we see these overreactions week to week is because they only remember what they saw. Exactly. So, so in some cases, having a simulator or some sort of model, it it removes the human element. It gets rid of that bias or or that you know that eye bias that that's been created, um, and maybe you're better off for it, but. There's are situations where it can help you. Like look back to last year where I realized Kyler Murray was hurt. I mean, I'm like, this guy's not running anymore. What's happening here? He's obviously got some sort of problem and no model is really going to pick up on that. Um, so, so there's, there's pros and cons, right? I mean, and that the challenge with the eye test is, is how do you, you know, how do you parse all that data basically? And it, it's difficult because you don't want to just get into the habit of, oh, this happened last week. So I assume that this is what's going to happen going forward. Exactly, Changes every week.
2: And, and, a, and a lot of that has to do with like even trying to put in simple improvement. Like I was big on Josh Allen year one. Based on the way that he played fantasy wise. But I thought in year two as a real life quarterback, everyone's like, oh, Josh Allen sucks. And it's like, oh, Sam Darnold. You know, he's going to take the leap in year two. He's going to take <laughs> the leap in year three. But this is all you ever heard. It's like, why can't Josh Allen get better? It's like, oh, he's an, he's an inaccurate passer. It's like, well, he is in the NFL now. He was raw coming out. Maybe good coaching will help him maybe that 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 uh-huh. could be the case and that worked for him it's like this guy has all of the tools maybe he can just increase his accuracy well that never happens to anyone it's like well you don't really see a prospect like him all that often uh-huh. and i believe in sean mcdermott and that coaching staff i think he's a good coach and if they're a good coach that's not just calling plays it's actually making your players better at the same time so stuff like that wasn't accounted for but here's a perfect example of what you're talking about pozola is that like coming off his preseason mvp award by as given out by tim andrecust to zach wilson Uh, Tim gave him the second half MVP award of all players last week of how great he looked in the second half. And Zach Wilson did look good in the second half until anything became a one-score game. And then he was absolute dog shit. So you go back and look at the win expectancy of that game inside of eight points, he was horrible. Every time it got to two scores, he was just easy breezy chucking it around. But as soon as it became tight, he was no good anymore.
1: I don't think Zach Wilson had a good game. Like, I mean, you're right. I mean, a lot of that was Panthers are are well ahead. They play the soft defense. How many times has this happened in the NFL? It's like, say, Jared Goff looked good last week because of his final stats or Trevor Lawrence. Well, look at what Houston and San Fran were doing for the third and fourth quarters of those games. Very soft defenses, you know, playing off man coverage. Uh, I, I thought Zach Wilson was yeah. was horrendous last. Yeah, time. he was
3: horrendous. And another thing is just quickly. I know I got a million things we gotta gotta to do today, but this guy had problems against Coastal Carolina, the Chanticleers. Clears. Look at the conference he played in. Pozzola. like people are anointing. Oh, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson. Like. Justin Fields played against Big Ten competition, got mauled every game, came back for more, and you're praising this guy like he's the next coming of Jesus? For God's sakes, he could be a good quarterback, but look at the competition that he played at BYU. I'm really surprised the Jets had him like over all the other guys. Uh, you know, I'm just not sold yet. We'll see.
1: I'm not, not going to pretend like I know what a quarterback is going to be in the NFL. I've, I've, you know, I, I thought that the, the Tua was going to be much better than Justin Herbert, and we haven't seen that. Like based off what I saw in college and in general. So I, I don't know what these guys are going to be, but the Wilson hype was built around preseason, right? He looked really good in preseason. And I've seen this happen. Like it happens every single year where players look good in preseason. It's preseason. Most of these teams don't give a shit. Like it yep. doesn't matter. And we draw these conclusions and people get excited. And then we get to the regular season where you're playing against starters and actual game planning and he just can't beat it. And, and Wilson, I mean, he was, he was not good last week. I, 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 there were very few good throws that he made and good decisions that he made last week. Cam Stewart, at Cam
2: Stewart Live on Twitter. SportsGrid.com. Let the peoples know where they can find you every day of the week, Cam.
3: Yeah, not just a football capper with you guys. I do updates too. Hey, everybody, I'm Cam Stewart with your Sports Grid News Update. I'm the update guy. I also, in a Scott Farrell show, Gabe Morensi and myself, Game Time Decisions and In-Game Live, 6 p.m. Eastern to 9. Also on Sundays, we do In-Game Live betting, 1 to 4 on the Sports Grid and Networks, Roku. Everywhere you want to go, just check it out. You can find us. Uh, We're breaking down all the games on Sunday live. Pat, always a pleasure, buddy. Uh, You you know, I go with heart a lot of the time. uh, Pizzola, one thing, in blackjack. I'm all computer, buddy. All computer. Never have emotions in blackjack. It's a system.
2: I like going, I, I do some funky things playing blackjack. I'm not going to Do it by
3: yourself. No, what? I don't mind doing funky oh, no. stuff, but you yeah. got to be at the table by yourself. I, if you're doing it with people, I, you're doing so, everyone a disservice. It, 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 I'll yeah, meet it, you in the parking lot. It, 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 it depends yeah.
2: on if I like the vibe from the guy next to me. If the guy's being an yeah. asshole, I'll start splitting face <laughs> not. So,
1: So there's guys like Cam, and I, I know exactly how he is that – they, they get frustrated when they don't see someone playing like optimal strategy at the table, right? Because the cards change, right? That, I'm sure you said that before, Cam. Like you, yeah. you're changing the cards, but it's all random.
3: Oh, no, no, I don't say that to people. Just don't do stupid things like hit 17s against but, but, sixes. Yeah, that's but it's, stupid. You,
2: you never hit 17 against a six, you double 17 against a six. <laughs> yes, you <laughs> if can, hit, no, you're you going to win. Do that.
3: Yeah, no, I got no problem with that. No, you can be a little bit aggressive. Just don't do moronic things and like hit, hit 15, 16 against the face. Like you got to do it. You're going to go down swinging. No, Pizzola, you're right. Cards are random. Just don't do incredibly stupid things where percentages are very low. That's then, all.
1: But, but my point, Cam, is that it doesn't matter if they do it because sometimes it's going to work in your favor and sometimes it's going to work against. So you're you.
3: saying I shouldn't play a certain way? I should just be. No, random.
1: no, 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 no. You, you should play optimal optimally i i know that you understand when to, you you yes. know the chart off by heart you should play like that 100 okay. percent. but if someone else is sitting at the table with you and they are not playing optimally and they're just doing random shit and fucking doubling on whatever and and, and you know making yeah. the wrong moves it does not affect you in any way in the long run it might in that specific situation yeah. but so, but sometimes that guy or or woman or whatever that's playing like a goof it's actually going to benefit you in some cases sometimes it's going to change the cards in your favor. So it's just random. That's all. That's the only point I'm okay. trying to get across, but uh, I understand. Yeah. So don't get triggered at the table.
3: Oh, I don't, I don't tell anybody to have or anything. I'm a very <laughs> friendly guy. Like I, 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 I like to make friends at the table. Very like I I'm, I'm a guy that people like to play with because I'm not that guy. I'm not going to scream at you, but when I see people do dumb stuff, it's just, you know, I'm just, you know order me a double or a triple and i'll just go for a walk like i don't want to be around there oh, so,
2: so if they if they do ever allow uh, us uh to bring cameras into casinos which they won't i'm going to fly you out cam and you can go play blackjack with cuss and just have an experience he's not, uh, I'm, uh, not feeling, I'm not feeling it
1: <laughs> at, at one of the two blackjack tables at the casino down the street from pat i've been in that casino oh, many man. many times what it is a
3: what it's a very sad it's a good, experience. I like that casino. I actually had a big run there. Remember oh. going out, out for Don Airs afterwards. I had a Don great I- night. <laughs> what now, are you talking I mean, about?
2: I've been there once since I've been back, and they still have all the COVID <laughs> protocols in place. So you can only have three people at a table. They have oh, like that's... the they have the giant stuff up. It was just like this is just. I go to the casino yeah. to have fun. I'm not listen. I have no expectation yeah, that listen. I'm going to win. I want to have a good time. It's like this is just making it that I am not having a yeah. good time.
1: I, I get depressing. why they're doing it. Like I understand why it's happening, but it doesn't make the experience great for the player. When you know, the, part of the fun of blackjack is like the camaraderie of the table. Yes. Like any any sort of of gambling, right? It's just like, you know, if I wanted to play one on one with a dealer, I'll just log on to some online site and I'll play. I kind of want to get together with people sometimes, have that experience and. It's unfortunate. I don't play online.
3: Do. That's a rule that I have. stricken. never, never computers with the hot simulated chicks and stuff like that. No, sorry. <laughs> it's got to be real, man. I don't do that stuff. It's just, it's just something I just don't do.
2: am a d- live dealer. I don't know. I, I don't no. have a problem. It has to
3: be real cards. Feel. There's no virtual, nah, nothing virtual in my life. Real Pazola. Real. I,
2: I, I don't like playing online blackjack only because it's too fast and I'll lose all my money in 30 seconds. Yep. Yeah. I want like to get, get the feel I want to be there yeah. for an hour going up, going yeah. down. We got some time in between hands. It's just too fast
3: online. And another thing, the virtual person can't serve me drinks. Part of the idea is to have fun and to get wasted at the table too. That's another problem with Canadian casinos. I'm playing my, for money and you're charging me for drinks? For shame.
1: So I, I'm a struggling to understand the logic here. Like, Can't you just pour yourself a drink while you're at the computer and play blackjack? It's this...
3: No, I can't. What am I going to do? Put the game on pod? No, 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 Pizzola. Yeah. You I just can
1: sit out a hand. You don't have to play every single hand. You anyway, can I easily put the game on
3: pod. I don't want to get in this with you. You really trust like a, like a hot generated dealer on, on an algorithm there. You think you're going to win on the computer? I think not.
1: No, but, but it's, the, it's no different. Here, here's. You.
3: I know it isn't. I just did the feeling of it. It's just, you feel, it, you know what it is? It's a mental it, thing. I'm up against a machine. I'd rather deal with a human, even if he is part cyborg.
1: My- I, I, I completely understand that. But the whole notion that like the online casinos are fixed, I, I, I never understand. Like they're going to win regardless. No, right? they're
3: not fixed. It's they're- just, I feel more comfortable with yes. humans. I get it.
1: You're a social guy. I, I understand it. I mean, nah, you-
3: you'd be surprised. I hate people sometimes too. After a week of work, no, I just want to shut the blinds and get drunk by myself. I drink alone, like, like Thoroughgood, man. Like you, you don't understand. Well, you work with Marenzi, so for sure that's going to be uh, down. No, really it's, better, yeah, right? yeah. It's, yeah, we go through a lot. Let's <laughs> just say we're earning our money.
2: Is, is that, is that your, uh, your gambler towel
3: right there? Gambler? Yeah, no, Pat, it's really hot in here. I just got a new air conditioner, and I'm not very satisfied with the service. I, I pay four grand. I'm still sweeping up uh, in Satan's armpit upstairs. I live in a three-stacker. Mm. I'll give people some uh, some townhome advice. Never buy stacked townhomes. The The bottom where the laundry is is beautiful and cold where I want to sleep. There's no room. The middle level where I do the show, it's kind of just right. Like Goldilocks and the Three Bears and my room is hotter than ass. And I hate it. Every day I wake up and I'm just covered in sweat. God, I hate this place.
1: The hot air rises, man. Got to get it's, one of those uh, ceiling ceiling fans put in. I in got one, bedroom.
3: Pazola. Just breezes hot air it's just uh, it's uh, whatever it's a i don't tough want, one. You know what pat maybe we'll do a real estate show afterwards i'm gonna take a sledgehammer to this place pretty soon you want to buy my place give me an email or a call we'll talk you're, you're really doing
1: you're really doing a good sales
3: job there cam it's actually a beautiful place it. it's got a track it's got trees I, i'm just saying it's not for me it's not for me got it i'll shoot for you i'll
2: shoot you an offer once we get off air rob Pizzola at <laughs> rob Pizzola on twitter <laughs> bet stamp tell everyone what you got going on this week yeah. you got the uh, the live show on sundays
1: I do. Sunday mornings, uh, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, If you want to follow me on Twitter, I do have a live show where I go through every single game on the board, top to bottom rotation number order, and break it down a little bit. So tune in for that on uh, Sundays and check out Betstamp. Uh, Either download it on Android or iPhone or uh, visit the website, betstamp.app.
2: I'm Pat Mayo. You can follow me at the PME. I told you about the prize pick stuff. Hit the description for that. Smash a like and give me your best bet in the comment section. Plus, subscribe to Mayo Media Network. Help us out over here, okay? I'm Pat Mayo. See you next week.